Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of Mind Mirror, a podcast dedicated to exploring mental health, brought to you by Cure of Mind, your online clinic for holistic health care. I'm your host, Dr. Oliver Wilson, a clinical psychologist with the Cure of Mind family. Our mission is to provide quality health care and make it accessible to everyone, and this podcast is a part of that mission. Today, we're tackling a topic that's as old as the hills, yet as relevant as your latest tweet. The stigma associated with mental health. Stigma, that pesky little bugger, has been clinging to mental health like a stubborn stain on your favorite shirt, and it's high time we did something about it. Historically, mental health issues have been misunderstood and feared, often associated with weakness, moral failings, or even possession by evil spirits. These misconceptions have led to discrimination, isolation, and shame for those struggling with mental health issues. Let's delve a bit deeper into the historical origins of mental health stigma. In ancient times, mental illness was often seen as a divine punishment or the result of evil spirits. In ancient Greece, mental illnesses were thought to be caused by an imbalance in the four bodily humours, blood, black bile, yellow bile and phlegm. In the Middle Ages, people with mental health issues were often feared and ostracised, sometimes even burned at the stake as witches. In the 19th century, individuals with mental illnesses were often confined to asylums with horrific conditions. Even as understanding and treatment of mental health issues have improved significantly, remnants of these stigmas still persist today. For example, stigma on mental health survives in the media. Imagine this. You're watching a thriller movie and the villain is revealed to have a mental illness. They're portrayed as dangerous, unpredictable, and downright scary. This stereotype perpetuates the stigma that people with mental health issues are to be feared, which is as far from the truth as Earth is from Pluto. Or consider this. You're watching a sitcom and one of the characters makes a joke about being so OCD because they like their desk tidy. This trivializes a serious condition and perpetuates the stigma that mental health issues are not real illnesses, which is as accurate as saying the Great Wall of China is visible from space. But here's the deal. Mental health issues are not a sign of weakness. They're not a moral failing. They're not something to be ashamed of. They're medical conditions just like diabetes or heart disease, and they deserve to be treated as such. It's our responsibility to continue to challenge these outdated and harmful views. So, what can we do about this stigma? Education and open conversation are key, by learning about mental health and talking openly about it, we can dispel myths, increase understanding, and reduce stigma. Joining us today to share her personal experiences with mental health stigma is a guest who has generously agreed to share her story. For confidentiality reasons, we'll call her Jane. Welcome, Jane. Thank you, Dr. Wilson. I'm glad to be here and share my story. Could you tell us about your experience with mental health stigma? Dr. Wilson, I've been living with anxiety for many years. Because of the stigma, I kept it a secret. I was afraid that if people knew, they would think less of me or treat me differently. It was like carrying a heavy backpack around all the time. Jane, you've touched on the personal impact of mental health stigma. Can you tell us more about how stigmatizing content in the media has affected you? Certainly, Dr. Wilson, I've found that certain movies... TV shows or even news reports can be really triggering for me. When I see characters with mental health issues being portrayed as dangerous or when mental illnesses are made light of, it's really hurtful. It's like a punch in the gut. It makes me feel like my struggle is being invalidated 
or that I'm being reduced to a stereotype. It's a stark reminder of the stigma that's still so prevalent, and it can be quite upsetting. That's a poignant way to put it, Jane. Your story underscores the impact of stigma on individuals with mental health issues. You've mentioned the heavy burden of carrying your anxiety in secret due to stigma. Can you tell us more about how this stigma influenced your decision to seek therapy? Yes, Dr. Wilson. I was afraid to seek therapy for a long time because of the stigma. I was worried about what people would think if they found out. I thought they might see me as weak or unstable or think that I was crazy. It was a really difficult time. I knew I needed help, but I was so afraid of being judged or misunderstood. It wasn't until I reached a breaking point that I finally decided to seek therapy. So the fear of stigma was a significant barrier to seeking help. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Thank you, Dr. Wilson and CureOfMind.com for this enlightening podcast that helps people in a meaningful way. It's not just in the media where we see mental health stigma. It can also crop up in the political arena. For instance, you might hear a politician use a mental health diagnosis as an insult or as a way to discredit their opponent. This not only perpetuates stigma, but it also misrepresents mental health conditions and undermines the experiences of those who live with them. Or consider when politicians or pundits use terms like schizophrenic to describe a chaotic situation or bipolar to describe something that fluctuates. This misuse of mental health terminology contributes to misunderstanding and stigma, and it's as helpful as a chocolate teapot when it comes to promoting accurate understanding of these conditions. A religion has also played a role in the stigma surrounding mental illness. In some religious contexts, uh, mental health issues have been misunderstood as a punishment from God or as the result of demonic possession or a lack of faith. For instance, an individual experiencing depression might be told to pray harder or have more faith instead of seeking professional help. This not only perpetuates stigma, but can also discourage individuals from seeking the help they need, as we have witnessed in the case of Jane. However, it's important to note that many religious communities are also a source of support and comfort for individuals dealing with mental health issues. Indeed, there's a better way to all of this. The key is to promote understanding and acceptance of mental health within the community. I was discussing this with Dr. Papadimitriadis, our leading psychiatrist on Cure of Mind, the other day, in preparation for this podcast. Here is what he said to me. Oliver, education can help combat mental health stigma. My opinion is that interventions must be made as early as primary education. Consider a school that includes mental health education in its curriculum. Students learn about different mental health conditions, their symptoms, and how they can be managed. They learn that mental health issues are common and nothing to be ashamed of. This knowledge can go a long way in dispelling myths and reducing stigma. It's like turning on a light in a dark room. Once you can see clearly, things are a lot less scary. Or think about a workplace that offers mental health training for its employees. Workers learn how to recognize signs of mental health issues in themselves and others, and they learn about resources available for help. This can create a supportive work environment where employees feel comfortable seeking help if they need it, rather than hiding their struggles due to stigma. There's another point I would like to stress. Stigma can serve a purpose for some individuals by creating a sense of superiority or distinction. By stigmatizing others, they may feel better about themselves or maintain their social status. For instance, someone might stigmatize mental health issues to distance themselves from the perceived weakness or instability associated with these conditions. This can reinforce their self-image as strong and stable. 
However, this is a harmful and misguided use of stigma. It perpetuates harmful stereotypes and creates barriers for those who need help. Instead of using stigma to elevate ourselves, we should strive to understand and support each other. And that is why the introduction of relevant content in education will be so essential. Indeed, knowledge is a powerful tool for combating stigma. Before we wrap up, I want to leave you with some thoughts on how we can combat mental health stigma in our communities and our own lives. Firstly, educate yourself and others. Learn about mental health issues and share that knowledge with others. Secondly, be mindful of your language. Words matter. Avoid using mental health conditions as adjectives or insults. Thirdly, show empathy and compassion. If someone you know is struggling with a mental health issue, offer your support. Let them know that they're not alone and that it's okay to ask for help. Lastly, challenge stigma when you see it. If you notice someone spreading misinformation or perpetuating harmful stereotypes, speak up. Every step we take towards reducing stigma is a step towards a more understanding and compassionate world. That's all for this episode. I hope this information provides some understanding and comfort. If you're struggling with mental health stigma or any other mental health issue, you're not alone. Reach out to a mental health professional like the team at Cure of Mind who are ready to support you. This is Dr. Oliver Wilson signing off. Stay safe and remember your mind matters.